Namaste, Namaskaram, Vanakam, Namo Namaha, Jai Ganesha. Please visit our website at classicalyoga.org, and there is a donate button if you would like to help us out. Today's podcast, the B.C. and A.D. delusions. Cause and effect is the third law of motion. Inertia, acceleration, and the simultaneous action and reaction or cause and effect. In the Hindu yoga, dharma, and remember to always understand the difference between generalities and specifics. In the Hindu yoga dharma, when we're specifically talking about the law of cause and effect or action and reaction, we term this with the Sanskrit Hindu word karma. However, karma is not merely cause and effect, action and reaction, but in order to be karma, it must indicate that our causes and effects are either advancing or retarding the realization of our soul. Because in Hinduism, the goal is tattvamasi, that thou art, reminding us that we are the atmana, atmadarshana paramo dharma. Our supreme duty in life is to realize our atmana, along with the other very important duties, of course. Let's use the initials B.C., in this case to stand for blind to cause. If we're honest, many times we simply perform things out of a habit and fail to realize the causes behind the effects. This is understanding the law of karma. We could look at the Ba principle, for example, belief, attitude, action. Our actions, we can retrace those back to an attitude, which can be traced back to a belief. For example, if we believe in always being number one, that will be our attitude. We may have a healthy attitude towards advancement, or we may have a very stressful attitude, full of anxiety of always trying to be number one which will play out in our actions. Conversely, if we assume an attitude of a more relaxed approach to life, realizing that sometimes we win and sometimes we lose, this will produce a mature attitude and then actions of compassion, not only for ourselves but our fellow human beings. This is being a good sport. Peer pressure and the fad mentality is exemplified when we simply do something because everybody else is doing it without much thought as to the cause. In other words, we're blind to the cause of why we are doing certain things, why are we are wearing certain things. A glaring example, of course, is today's yoga. Quote-unquote, everybody is doing it. But are they not blind to the cause? In other words... What is yoga? Yoga, very simply, is a Sanskrit word, and Sanskrit is, by definition, the ancient Arya, another misunderstood word, meaning noble, the ancient Arya language of the Hindus. And the Sanskrit meaning of the Sanskrit Hindu word yoga is yuj, atman, brahman, cha, to yoke to one's 
Atmana and Brahman. Tell this to someone who is going to their local yoga studio and simply doing an exercise routine. In other words, blind to cause, which can have devastating effects. If we look throughout history at all the injustices done to all the, quote, others, unquote, many simply went along with the tide, blind to the cause. A mature person seeks answers to why discriminations, negative discriminations. Remember, discrimination is not necessarily bad. We need to know the difference between things. This is actually wisdom, defined as the ability to discern difference. We don't want to be negatively discriminatory, however. So there were causes for slavery. There were causes for the subjugation of women. There are causes today why many are, quote-unquote, doing yoga but have no clue to the fact that real yoga is all about the Hindu religion, obviously taught by Hindus and not for a fee. So this blind-to-cause syndrome, this mindset, is actually our lack of ability to really self-examine ourselves. It exemplifies a sense of entitlement an overinflated sense of self-importance, superiority. So traditionally, the initials BC, of course, stood for before Christ, and AD after death. Though these initials are still widely used, Scholars use the initials BCE, before the Common Era, and CE, Common Era. But simply looking at the continual use of BC and AD shows the overwhelming propensity of the elitist entitlement mindset In other words, before Christ, basically they're saying that there was darkness, there was ignorance. And it's only after one accepts Christ that one becomes an enlightened being, so to speak, bound for heaven, saved, salvation. Could this be any more? of a pure example of the elitist mindset of entitlement, of superiority. And though Christians have men done many good things throughout the ages, not to be dismissed, the evil that has been wrought by this kind of blind elitist mindset of superiority cannot be denied. So it is not without a coincidence that in today's so-called yoga world, most of these people are coming from a Christian mindset, merely walking away, when they see the rank fundamentalism there. But they kept the same elitist mindset. Hence now yoga has become something totally divorced from its roots, 
and seen as superior to that Hindu stuff. In other words, AD or ongoing active delusions. Once we fully comprehend this natural law of cause and effect, karma to the Hindus, hence the first yoga that all Hindus utilize is karma yoga, the Hindu understanding of ethics and selfless service. And as the cliche goes, we begin to drive our own karma. Unfortunately, karma was, in the past, defined as fate, a very misunderstood understanding of this law of cause and effect. Fate meaning a predestination. And you'll often hear this when people will repeat the slogan, oh, that's just my karma. Well, yes and no. It may be the outcome, but that's because of the causes that we have set into motion. In other words, we don't want to use a subservient mindset and just simply assume it's a very lazy mindset that what's happening to me oh, is bound to happen. That's my karma. No, we take control of our cause and effect. We understand what we're doing. This is why in the Yoga Sutras, of the Saiva Hindu Guru Patanjali, which have been totally distorted beyond recognition by the elitist mindset. The first two signs of someone with calm wisdom, and therefore the way to it, is vitarka vichara, exercise your reason and judgment. Reason, or logic, and judgment. So much for the cliche, do not judge. For wise judgment is vital to get through life, the ability to make wise decisions. Yes, there are always extenuating circumstances in life, things that we cannot control, natural disasters, for example. But for the most part, we are responsible for our fate, for our outcome. Now, others have used these initials, but let's look at it, F-A-T-E. To be a responsible person, we need to focus. We need to accept authority, which begins by respecting our parents, then our teachers, and on and on. We need to develop a sense of tribe. And then there has to be some emotional feeling behind it. This is how we actually change our actions. Focus. Accept authority, find your tribe, and have an emotional connection. This is so primal. This is primal in the animal kingdom. This is primal to what the religious process is. As one focuses, accepts the authority of others, accepts the tribe, the chosen religion, Hinduism, for example, and then feels an emotional response. This is how profound change happens. Then one can go into the nuances of psychology, psychiatry. But to put psychology and psychiatry first without understanding these primal foundational transformational actions is to miss the mark altogether. Many of us love our pets. 
and look at the strong bonds that we make as they focus on us as a symbol of authority and we are their tribe and hence there becomes an emotional bonding there. This needs to take place and does on a primal level in human communication. We focus on each other. We accept the authority of our individual family, for example. Our tribe. And then we feel an emotional bonding going on. So too in the religions of the world. We focus on our very specific religion. We accept the authority of those who have gone before. And remember, all teachers were at one time students. This is the natural cycle. And we've joined the tribe of our specific religion. And we feel an emotional connection. This is how real transformation takes place. This is how we take control of our own fate. This is how we truly drive our own karma. But this takes sincere work. When we write out the Sanskrit-Hindu word karma with English letters, note we have the word arm. K-A-R-M-A. It takes work. We need to work on ourselves, know ourselves, our body, mind, emotions, and as Hindus would term it, the Atmana, or soul, if you will, but it is different. We need to know ourselves. We need to be able to set boundaries. We need to be able to stand erect. We need to learn to speak up and communicate. We need to be courageous, take a stand. But we also need to be polite and respectful. We need to learn to keep our promises, keep our word. We need to keep an open mind, but not too open. Remember, we don't want to be closed-minded, the fundamentalists, but we don't want to be so open-minded, as the cliche goes, that our brains fall out, the universalist. And finally, we want to be of value to the world, give something back. So in life, Stand up for yourself, but don't be violent. Try and avoid anger. Discipline your desires. Avoid being drunk on life, power, money, sex. Don't steal, of course. Watch the company that you surround yourself with. Try not to lie. And again, don't have excessive desires for anything. Try your best to be pure in your body, mind, and speech. Seek contentment in life. Cultivate a sense of devotion, the secret ingredient of life. Without devotion, we don't really accomplish anything. Continue to educate yourself. Love your fellow persons. Be a giving person. Giving and receiving. And, of course, hard times come to all of us, so just be steadfast in hardship. So here's a clear example of always respecting the difference between generalities and specifics. Those are some very general life qualities. In the Hindu Yoga Dharma, we have many specifics that we speak of, learning to control our karma, if you will. One of these are the Yamas and the Niyamas by the Saiva Hindu Guru Patanjali. Extremely strict, however, because they demand brahmacharya or celibacy, 
aparigraha non-receiving, a total purity, a great devotion to Hindu spirit beings, Ishtadevatas, and of course, since Patanjali was a Saiva Hindu guru, great devotion to Shiva. Now, in the Hindu Yoga Dharma, we also have many other codes of conduct. For example, the Shatsampati, what it means to be wealthy from the Hindu mindset. Santo, Danta, Uparatas, Tatikshuha, Samehitaha, Shraddhavityo. That's specific. Now, in general, Santo is peace. Danta is control. Uparatas is introspection, being comfortable within yourself. Tatikshuha, endurance. Samehitaha, a strong memory. Shraddhavito, fully established in this case in the Hindu yoga, dharma. So clearly we don't want to be blind to cause, B.C. Of course, avoiding the ongoing or active delusions, A.D. So enjoy this life journey, and as Hindus would say, lifetimes journey, because in the Hindu yoga dharma, we truly believe in samsara or reincarnation. So as we go through these incarnations, why not try to go from untruth to truth, continue to learn, humbly admit our ignorance as we move ever more into a more enlightened state, if you will, and hopefully realizing the inner essence, which we Hindus call the atmana, the immortal nature of the atmana, the soul. Specifically, we would say asatoma sadgamaya, and then stands the reason that as human beings, though we have our confrontations and even conflicts, why not search for a sense of peace, peace, peace? As Hindus would specifically say, shanti, 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 namaste.